Hello, welcome to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Salia Landman, but most people just call me Landy. Today we have another very special podcast for you. I am still in Cape Town in South Africa, as I told you a few weeks ago. And uh, today I'm actually going to have an interview with my brother and sisters. Now you might ask, what does this got to do with Taiwan? And the answer is, about 10 years ago, they came to visit me in Taiwan and they remember the visit very clearly. My younger sister has asked me to just mention that in South Africa, there are some areas where the people don't speak English too much. So they speak Afrikaans, which is a derivative of Holland. And about 60% of the people in South Africa speak that language in their houses. Like for example, here, we're, while we're visiting my mother, we don't really speak English. We speak with my mother in Afrikaans. Just so if you think she's very nervous or some of the, <laughs> some of the other two, somebody speaks very uh, haltingly, the reason is that they, they don't really speak English that often. It's not necessary in their job or where they come from. Not that not so important. Uh, the important thing is that everybody's here together and we are going to share some thoughts from the visit of around uh, nine or ten years ago. All right, so I think before we start talking about the visit, let me just um, ask each of the three guests we have today to introduce themselves. So Charlotte is my eldest sister. She will go first. Charlotte? Hi, I'm Charlotte. I live in Heidelberg, Gauteng, which is one of the north, more northern provinces in South Africa. I'm working in a church office and yeah, that's all. What, what do you have children? Yeah, I have a husband. He's a psychologist and I have two children, one living near us in Benoni, also in the Gauteng province and the other one living in Dubai. Wonderful. Now the second one on the line coming down towards the youngest one is now Albert. Uh, hello, yes, my name is Albert. I am the firstborn son <laughs> and um, I live in Mafiking, called Mahiking now in the northwest province of South Africa and uh, I'm a high school teacher. So uh, I'm married to my beautiful wife who works for the government and um, yes, thank you very much for the privilege to be on the program. Thank you very much. Now the youngest sister, I'm not going to introduce myself, like in the line of from the eldest to the youngest, I will be the next in line. But we will skip over me, so we'll go to my youngest sister, who is Hanali. Hi, my name is Hanali. I'm married. I have three lovely daughters with a grandchild on the way. And I live in um, near Kimberley at a little mining town that is... And I'm working in the logistics department of the company. And I'm very happy to be here with my brothers and sister. All right, so let's go back about 10 years now and see if you can remember some things about your trip when you came to visit me. Firstly, let me tell my <laughs> listeners that what I did is before they arrived, so the people who came was my, my father and his wife, and then my brother and his wife, and my sister Charlotte and my little sister Hanali. So for my father and his wife, I, I booked a room in a hotel near my house. And then the other four, I had to save some money. So <laughs> I booked them into a love hotel which was not too far from my house. So I want, <laughs> I want to hear what your thoughts are about living in a love hotel. So we'll start with the eldest again, Charlotte. Well, uh, we didn't really know about love hotels, but Hanali and I stayed together in a room with nice cupboards and a bathroom, and we slept on a double bed. 
All right, now, Hanali, was that okay for you to share a room with your sister and a bed? Yes, it was. Uh, it was okay. Um, yes. All right. I <laughs> I know you were very happy in that room, and and Albert, you had another a different room with your wife. Yes. No, uh, I was lucky um, to share a very very nice room uh, with my wife. It, it it feels like I'm on honeymoon again, and. Um, it was very nice. It was very nice, really. Uh, people were very friendly, and, and we felt very welcome. All right. So, now, as you know, people in Taiwan, they love food. Food is a very big part of their culture. So, I was wondering if you could remember uh, something about the food that you, that you ate all those years ago. I think we'll start with Hanli this time. When we arrived in Taiwan, uh, when we booked into the Love Hotel, we went uh, for dinner. And we, my brother took us to a little uh, restaurant that we could uh, order meat and vegetables. And um, I was very surprised. It was very cheap and uh, very delicious. So I'll just for our listeners' sake, I'll tell them that this is what we call a, like a lunchbox hotel. It's like a, it's a, a counter service. You point out what you want. Now, the next day when I went to work, you guys passed by that restaurant again, right? That's correct. And what happened? Uh, the people inside waved at us. They remembered us. Wonderful. <laughs> that was very, very cute. All right. Now, Albert, you are going to tell us something about, I believe, the breakfast sandwiches. Yes. You know, in the in the Love Hotel, we because we were doing many things during the day, we, we slept a little bit late. And uh, every morning, Salia surprised us with a, with a sandwich that he bought uh, on the streets. Um, uh, egg and... Um, Ham. Ham uh, sandwich, yes. And that, that is something I still remember. When I talk to him, I tell him, do you still buy these lovely sandwiches from the street? And that is something that I will come to Taiwan, especially to just come and have it again. <laughs> right. These sandwiches, as our listeners from Taiwan will know, these breakfast places are all over Taiwan and where they make these sandwiches and also other kinds of, of uh, breakfast food. Yeah, I had to buy these every morning and hand deliver them to their hotel rooms before I went to work because I still had to work. Now, uh, Charlotte, you had uh, something else that you remember about the food. Yeah, we once or twice we went to a beer house. The food was very nice, but what I remember was the big pot of rice where you could go and help yourself and it never got empty. <laughs> yeah, the beer house, what we call a beer house, is um, in, in, in Chinese, in Taiwan, they call a quick fry restaurant or a stir fry restaurant. But I think most people will know what we mean, especially when you mention the big pot of rice where you can just go and help yourself again and again. All right, so let's move on to uh, some other things, not so much the food, but some of the sights you saw. Albert, let's first talk about the trip to the East Coast before we come back to the another trip you took in Taipei where you went on the cable car. Oh yes, I've traveled a bit with Sulia and um, uh, at one of our travels we, we passed the, the, the Tropic of Capricorn which is in the south of the world and then I was privileged in, in this case to, to also pass over the Tropic of Cancer that's in the north so that was um, and I took a photograph in both cases so that was quite an experience to me. Alright and then in Taipei you went on the cable car called the Malcolm Gondola and you also saw something special special in the zoo. Yes, uh, um, at that uh, it was very it was a worldwide thing that happened uh, um, news worldwide that the panda that was there uh, gave birth to a little baby 
and we were privileged to see that little baby. Uh, the panda is such a big animal, but that baby is as is very very small. So that was quite an experience. Yes, indeed. Now, Charlotte, do you remember something that stands out after all these years? Okay, we um, visited in December, and um, what I discovered was the the churches and the beautiful Christmas decorations in the churches. I I didn't expect to see that. Another thing was these small shops where the people do business and the grandpa and grandma was sitting there and at the top of the, the shop there was the home they all live in and that impressed me. Yeah, so obviously these, uh, these shopkeepers, to save money, they live above their store. So, and that's, that's quite interesting, true. Now, Hanali, what do you remember? I remember the night markets. It was uh, very nice and we went and we, there's food and clothes, just everything you can, you can imagine. And what I remember, one night we were there and uh, we were nearly leaving. So we want to buy something for the last time. And we encountered this, this lady that was selling underwear. And she was talking to us and she showed me and said uh, she's also wearing it so it must be a very good product and uh, needless to say I bought five <laughs> underwear. <laughs> and she actually she actually showed you the underwear she was wearing. Yes. So that's a, that's a very good sales pitch, right? <laughs> All right. Now, uh, Charlotte, also at some stage you saw a lot of scooters. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there was just a lot of scooters. Um, where my brother Celia lives, there's a robot. And, and when can, the can, robot... Sorry, can I just for our listeners say, South Africa is the only country in the world where you call a traffic light a robot. Okay? <laughs> so, okay, there was a robot and? and... And when it was red, there was just, it felt for me, about a million little scooters standing waiting for this robot to, to go green. I don't know where they all come from. <laughs> yeah, and at that time, I remember that clearly, I told her that actually this is not even the busy time of the day. At the busy time of the day, it's a sea of uh, little motorbikes and scooters waiting at the traffic lights. Wonderful. Now, Albert, you actually came to visit me soon after I arrived in Taiwan in 1994. And then you came again 10 years later. Now, 20 years later, actually. Did you spot many differences? Yes, if I, if I just think about uh, Taipei, when I arrived there in 1994, it was, uh, they were busy building the, the underground metro uh, trains and the buses were still uh, all over the place. It, was, it, it looked very disorganized. And when I came there 20 years later, it, it was really a huge difference because these underground trains are fantastic and, and simple to understand because even I understood how they worked. And uh, uh, so they, uh, really the, the, the difference in 20 years, the, the development and the progress was, to me, was unbelievable. Okay, now just before we go, Hanali, after the, you, uh, Charlotte talked about the beer house with the nice rice, and you liked it so much that we went back the second time. And after the second time, once we finished in the beer house, we went to a karaoke bar. Was that a special experience for you? Yes, it was. And I still remember the song that I sung that night. It was Knock Three Times. <laughs> okay. so, and I enjoyed that, that very much. Wonderful. And Charlotte, if I remember correctly, there was a gentleman in the karaoke bar who really wanted to sing with you. Yeah, I, now, now that you talk about it, I, I remember it. Yeah. So you got a fan within 
a few minutes you had a fan in this. <laughs> okay, don't worry. And Albert, even you who don't really like singing that much, you sang a song or two. Yes, uh, um, I didn't get a fan immediately, uh, <laughs> but yes, I also enjoyed it because uh, it doesn't matter whether you can sing or not. It is a very enjoyable experience. Great. All right, I think that's enough for today. Firstly, I just want to thank you very much for joining me for this visit. It was very interesting to hear what you remember about the visit about 10 years ago. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you sir. It was a pleasure. All right, so that brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Until next week, goodbye.